0: Influence with Michelle Martin on your money only on Money FM eighty nine point three. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Welcome to Influence, where we meet movers and shakers in the world of business. Today, he's CEO of one of Sri Lanka's biggest companies, valued at around five hundred million US dollars. Today, meets CEO of Tea Firm Dilma, Mr. Dylan Fernando. Dilma Tea was founded by his father, Merrill J. Fernando, who back in nineteen eighty eight bucked industry trends and pioneered the concept of single-origin tea, tea from a single country. Today, the Sri Lankan family business is run by Dylan, who is Merrill's youngest son. And Dylan is here in Singapore for the launch of Dilma's new bottled iced tea. Dylan Fernando, welcome to Influence. It's great to meet you.
1: Wonderful to uh, meet you on radio, Michelle. Thank you.
0: I have to start by asking how you like your tea. Hot and sweet, full fat, soy milk. Give us a lowdown.
1: No milk, you know, that's heresy. My father would be shocked to hear you say that. But uh, what I like is uh, a different at every occasion. Depends on the mood, depends on the occasion and what you're eating. That's uh, got to be the rule for a tea aficionado.
0: Oh, fantastic. And how is your father, by the way? 91, I understand.
1: 92 in May. So doing good and uh, enjoying his passion for the finest tea.
0: That is wonderful. Now, your father, Meryl Joseph Fernando, uh, was one of the first Sri Lankan tea tasters, I understand, to be selected to learn about tea in London. I wonder if you can bring us up to date with uh, tea history. Is it true that the prevailing colonial system at the time didn't believe that Asians were capable of assessing tea because, you know, we ate a lot of spicy food and that was thought to affect our assessment? of taste did he ever talk to you about that
1: absolutely right and in fact he was amongst the first six which you wouldn't believe it but uh, that happened in 1950 but uh, the the reason that was cited was that we ate too much curry that spoiled our palate and therefore we had no ability to taste the tea so it was quite a crazy situation where there was probably a, a reason to try to, uh, try to avoid uh, losing their permits or their visas at the time.
0: But your father was selected, was trained in London. Now, how did he come to be a tea taster? How did your family get involved in this business
1: of tea? For my father, it was a passion the passion of, of visiting tea gardens, seeing tea estates. Uh, and, you know, whenever you see the artisanal method that is involved in, in tasting tea and in, in making tea, you can't help but fall in love with the whole process because, you know, it starts with the hand picking, It progresses through a 5,000-year-old manufacturing method. It is beautiful. And ultimately, you have this Wonderful herb that is so incredibly varied that, uh, you know, every taste, flavor, texture, influenced by nature. So, you know, I think my question to you, would be, what's not to love? It's natural. It's good for you. And my father devoted his life to the herb as a result.
0: I have to tell you, I can't believe I'm speaking with you. My home smells of jasmine tea, Dilma jasmine oh, tea. wonderful. So. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you, speak. Michelle. I've just learned that the name Dilma actually comes from your name and the name of your other brother Malik. Is that right?
1: That's correct. My father always tells us he could never afford an advertising agency who would help him and advise him on this. So he put our names together and the rest is history. Dil and Ma Dilma.
0: So you're the younger brother, right? Correct? Yes. How did you come to take the reins of the company?
1: Well, it's my passion. And, you know, for my brother, uh, of course, we both love tea. But in my case, uh, I I decided that, you know, I I, I really liked the scientific side the actual tasting side and so on you know and my brother and i naturally fell into slightly different areas my brother's involved in tea tourism we have our Ceylon tea trails we have uh relay and chateau resorts that you know do different forms of high-end uh, uh, leisure we have lots of singaporeans coming to visit us but uh, yeah and we fell in these two slots and uh, that's where we naturally fit
0: We're very happy to welcome you here to Singapore, where you're here to launch a new bottled iced tea, which we'll talk about in a while. But I wonder if we can visit Sri Lanka just for a moment and discuss the political situation. So people have taken to the streets amid shortages of fuel and food and drugs. It's lasted for weeks, and the crisis has led to mass resignation of cabinet ministers. To you, Dylan, what is the voice of the people saying loudly about change and Sri Lanka?
1: Well, you know, Sri Lanka is a a land that is absolutely pregnant with possibility, but it is politics and it is uh, ethnic and religious um, strife that has always divided us. And what the people are saying now is refreshing. It means that we have a a, a new opportunity because the people are discarding and completely um, rejecting all of those divisions and instead saying, look, let's unite, let's present a common um, um, uh, a unified front for Sri Lanka, not for any political party. They're rejecting all of that. So to me, yes, it's, a, it's an incredibly challenging time. We've never been in this kind of situation in the past, but it's a very clear and strong message to our politicians and to any divisive faction within Sri Lanka that the people uh, have had enough. And that means that uh, as we sort out our issues in the coming months, it means that we have a fresh opportunity to, to harness, to, you know, to, to take our potential and deliver achievement instead of talking of potential to, to deliver something uh, from that.
0: What role do you think business owners have in responding to calls for reform in Sri Lanka?
1: Huge role because uh, it is business that generates the incomes, it is business that influences uh, every aspect of politics. And so I would say that uh, from our point of view, that not only us, But every business has a responsibility now to get involved because the people are demanding it. And in the past, there was always an opinion that, look, you know, as businesses, we stick to business because that's what we know. But uh, as politicians, they rule. But uh, I think now a situation has come by where it's not only us, uh, it's not only business, but it is every different entity uh, whether it's an individual or a business that has a responsibility to to uh, get involved at at some way. I mean, people are on the streets, people, shopkeepers, uh, big businesses, as uh, everyone is involved, and it is uh, a time that demands that.
0: Your grandfather was a politician, um, and I understand you've ruled out politics for yourself. How can you best contr- <laughs> absolutely? Yeah, <laughs> for now. Why is that? First up,
1: you know everybody has a capability and a politician and whoever must must or whatever you do you must do it based on your competence and my competence my passion uh is in tea and uh you know things related to tea Uh, i would be a terrible politician and i think the mistake many people make is that they succeed in one area of life and think that they're good at everything i would never be so arrogant as to uh, think that michelle
0: can you share a little about how you think businesses can contribute to social good
1: well, it's a very simple philosophy. My father started it in i mean for us, uh, he initiated it some time ago where he said, "Look, business has to serve humanity because as businesses we understand problems, we analyze them, we define solutions, refine them, and ensure that there is an outcome. so whether you're dealing with uh, climate change, whether you are dealing with uh, disabled uh, children or women in difficult situations, there is always a solution and a sustainable solution is what is often lacking. So sometimes solutions create dependency. As businesses, we know that that is not sustainable. So what we focus on is sharing our earnings to deliver, whether it is women or children or, or differently able kids, youth, you know, t- training them as chefs, making sure that they're going to have jobs once we've done the training and, you know, making sure that when there is a, there's a war widow that we give her the skills and the ability and then give her some funding to be able to help her to build a sustainable life and protect her dignity, you know, so that ultimately we make sure that the outcome is positive and sustainable rather than something that simply makes uh, makes you feel good uh, that you've given something and helped somebody.
0: Are most tea pickers women?
1: Uh, Most are. In the low country, there's more and more men, and uh, typically the men are in the factories and uh, doing some of the heavier work. I mean, it's not that it's not heavy, but that's been the tradition uh, in the past, but uh, there's more and more low country male. Uh, workers, particularly in the low country.
0: All right. Coming back to understanding you as a business leader. So you're born into this business. Dilma owns the Absolutely. best tea plantations in Sri Lanka. It, the production process, I understand, is in Dilma's own hands. The tea is packed on site. Um, there are no intermediaries involved in the trade. Is that right?
1: Absolutely, yes. We do it. We picked, perfect, packed it, and, and sent uh, directly across. We are partners here with a wonderful family business. We have several. We, we for our uh, grocery business. We have uh, Lamsoon, and we have uh, our partners from BPI, AJ, and and uh, you know, working and Tibri, working with our iced teas.
0: So I'm curious. When you're born into a family business, what what did you did you find you had to any difficulties along the way in order to run it well?
1: There's always difficulties, but they are always resolved by the training you get. And in our case, we are fortunate that my father immediately dispelled any sense of entitlement. Mm. and uh, he taught us that uh, success is a blessing. It is a blessing to be shared, and it is one to be earned. So when I returned from my education, I had been at uh, uh, Stonius College. I'd been to the London School of Economics. My father said, okay, wonderful. Now you start your real education, file away your certificates, go down to the factory and start, and that's in fact what uh, uh, my son has chosen to do. So it is uh, uh, wonderful. So you need to make sure my brother's uh, children, my own uh, three children, we need to make sure that there is no sense of entitlement, but it's always based on expertise and commitment. That is uh, because you have a responsibility to your workers, to their families, and you have a responsibility to society. So it's not something to be taken frivolously, nor in a sense of entitlement.
0: So amazing. Now, when you look to the future, Dylan, and think about how you want to differentiate the business or your plans for Dilma, where have you decided to take the business forward into the future? What are, What are the pillars of your strategy?
1: I think there is no one way we have to move, you know, it's a different era, the consumer has changed, so we are involved in tea mixology, tea gastronomy, we are essentially, health. you know, tea is a herb that is beautiful for its artisanal style, for its uh, health benefits, for its taste and its variety. Now taking that into every sphere of life, whether it is iced tea, whether it is hot tea, whether it is uh, tea gastronomy, tea mixology, that's, our objective. So I can't say that there's any one direction. It is essentially to make tea as relevant as possible across all the different aspects of modern life. And that applies as much to tea cocktails and mocktails as it does to uh, cooking with tea and so on. So I think there are multiple directions, but the important thing is about relevance. And tea is more relevant today than ever before. It's just we need to change the way of its delivery, not just a cup of hot tea, but in many different ways, you know, tea shakes, tea, uh, iced teas, etc. So many different ways.
0: In fact, uh, congratulations, you're here for the launch of new bottled iced tea. I understand yes. the highest antioxidant iced tea in Singapore, six flavors. Why introduce this line now?
1: Well, you know, we want to do something different. And we, we spent two years together with TeaBerry and BPI developing uh, an iced tea that is authentic, that retains the character and the mouthfeel of real tea. So you have green teas that have that light astringency, the pleasing uh, tea character. You have black teas, which have a little more intensity, that, are, that are, are authentic, but also maintaining the high polyphenol, the antioxidant content, because ultimately people drink tea, yes, for pleasure and taste, but also for goodness, for the antioxidant goodness, which is so important.
0: All right, this is a controversial question. I don't even know if you have the answer to it. But Dylan, in your opinion, where did tea originate?
1: has to be China. There's no dispute. Emperor Shen Nung and his physicians, that's where it came from. No doubt about it.
0: <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, well, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you so much for My joining pleasure. us here on Influence. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day ahead. Dylan Fernando, CEO of tea firm Dilma. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.